Hello, and welcome to Knitting Shop Live, the podcast recorded live and unscripted by your favorite knitting gals. We're your hosts, Brianna, Kathy, Natalie, and Stephanie. And a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us. Today, we'll be chatting about where we find our inspiration. So now it's time to grab a drink or go on that walk and tune in because we're about to get started. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Let's start out with what's on our needles. Brianna. This week, I am at like some major turning points on my project. So I'm not moved on at all. I, I should show you, ladies. It's not up here. I got to the point in the ampersand wrap where it changes to the third color. So there was like this uh, lateral braid I had to do. It was almost like an eye cord edging with live stitches. It was so fun. It took forever, but it was very fun. I'm past that point, ready to attach my red and do the herringbone stitch. But I'm, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm at turning points in all of my projects. So right now I'm writing patterns for the sampler blanket class that we're teaching. Um, so I'm going to probably put one of those on my needles tonight. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, there's turning points in our project. So I have the same four as I had last week, but I have been knitting a lot because we've had lots of March Madness. Yeah. Um, but I have the same four projects because they're all right now at that knit, 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 and then they'll all hit the turning point at the same time. So I have a sock, a hat, a bunny, and a blanket. Oh, gosh. That's where I am right now. The sock looks really good. Thank you. Yeah, it does look good. <laughs> Uh, for me, I actually finished some things at the same time last week. I feel like mine too were like moving at the same speed and then like they both just finished up at the same time. So I finished my heel tap socks that I made. Um, so those are waiting to go get gifted out. And then I finished the first set of blocks for the crochet sampler blanket, which is looking really cool. Lots of dimension, very cool. Check out the Instagram at Roots Knitting Academy if you want to see a cool video I made about it. It's but um, very fun. So now I cast it on a Christmas stocking this morning, and I'm I'm working on a Christmas stocking. Awesome, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm still working on the bolster. I didn't knit at all last week. We were getting ready for a birthday party, so there was no knitting, a lot of house cleaning. Um, so back into it this week. Um, but only. Only 24 rows left, so it should be done soon. Nice. nice. Sounds like we're all like on our way to finishing things or starting new things, which is really great. Yeah, I keep thinking back to um, the goals that we set for ourselves at the beginning of this year, and I feel like we're all like hitting them pretty well. Yeah. I totally forgot about that until you just said that. I think about it every day. <laughs> Really? Oh, <laughs> because we will have the day of reckoning. Remember this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go listen to it and recheck what my goals for myself were so that I can make sure I'm moving towards. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, ladies. Well, do you want to jump into our topic? Absolutely. Yes. All right. So the point of this topic, I think we all can agree. We've been kind of, you know, we've all had a weird two years we can call it what it is. 
Um, and we live right now in this kind of like weary little world. So how do we find inspiration and keep going and keep our lives fresh and fun? Um, so I think probably the most important question that our listeners want to hear is how do we find inspiration in our knitting? Let's start with that. All right. Well, I, when I want to start a knitting project, I start by finding some inspiration on Ravelry, um, just for like, you know, new projects, like new patterns that are coming out or, um, you know, I, I look at my popular designers that I, I enjoy knitting their projects. Um, I tend to think about what season it is or what season it's going into, um, what other people are knitting, because usually that's like, you know, if someone else is knitting it, it's a good project. Um, but also I, I find inspiration from like things that I need around my house or things that like, um, if someone's birthday is coming up, you know, what, what could I give them as a gift? What I, what could I make for them? Um, I, that's pretty much where my knitting inspiration comes from. I feel like, um, sometimes I get into ruts of like, what am I going to knit? Um, and then all of a sudden I look on Ravelry or like, you know, talk to you guys and see what you're doing. And then I have 50 things I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just so the world remembers, we don't see each other day, you know, as we did in the past, uh, we're recording this on zoom. Um, so we get to see each other once a week from our own homes gathering here. And I mentioned this, Brianna, because, you know, I have time, I'm retired. Just thought I'd mention that early in our podcast. And uh, I made my notes and my notes were Ravelry, gifts for family and friends and other knitters. I'm not cheating. I did not copy your paper. I didn't see it. No, we didn't but, talk before this. No, we didn't, but uh, <laughs> we're still like, I got what you just said. Um, but yes, so those things definitely inspire me also. And I find with my knitting, some of my inspiration because retirement can be very solitary. You can be, you know, very, I don't, it's not the word lonely. You can be very solitary. You're not going to work anymore. You're not, you know, you have to create your, your activities a lot. And so sometimes with my knitting, it's the new idea or it is the, energy. So like right now, the four of us sitting here, seeing each other together on our screens and all of our hands are moving with knitting needles. This is also my inspiration being with you, being with my knitting friends. Mm -hmm. It gives me inspiration and gives me energy. Yeah. All right, Natalie, how about yours? I think that that last part that you just said is so true. I think, um, knitting, for me has always been about connection. And I feel like there's such a big community of knitters out there. Um, so I think for me, it comes a lot from talking to you guys, talking to other people in my life who knit and what they're working on. And then also recently, I feel like I've been really into knitting Instagram. There's a lot of really good people out there and there's a really good community on Instagram, I feel like. So I've been getting a lot of inspiration from there too. I'm like constantly sending Brianna things that I find. So she's tired of my messages. No. (laughs) Very cool. I was going to say the same thing, Natalie. I am Instagram. It's an interesting community. And so between Ravelry and Instagram, I would say that when I need to think of something, those are my go-to places to see 
um, like what's trendy too to kind of find something new to knit? Instagram, I just, I do really like Instagram a lot. It's such an easy way to follow things. It doesn't take a lot of investment of your time or your emotion. It's such a scroll and catch those ideas. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So where do we find our inspiration for personal growth? These are getting tougher and tougher, Um, but I, I feel like I find inspiration for personal growth from other people around me and not so much like um, that I'm competing with them, but, you know, my friends, family, coworkers, I, I take their ideas and or their values. And if I like them or if they match with mine or um, if, you know, something that they're doing is something that. I've thought about for myself in the future or like how I want to grow into I that's that's my inspiration is other people around me good positive people um you know I I hope we all try to stay from negative stay away from negative people but I feel like yeah I'm inspired by other people in terms of personal growth for myself yeah I am too we just have a guest who just stopped upstairs to the third floor the treehouse Weezy wanted to see you girls. Oh, Ed. Hello, you guys. We're on podcast. You want to say hi? I just said hi. Okay. <laughs> hey. Have we, a good podcast. We interrupted this podcast to bring you Ed and Weezy. I love it. I love our special guests. There you go. That's There's your energy. So uh, personal growth too. Yeah. The positive friend, you know, really. Um, there's so much to be said for positivity. It, it just turns your frown upside down. So I do find that being with friends and then collaborating on projects. It reminds me of our days at the knitting shop. Um, you know, did not have all the answers, but collaborating with friends and we came together and we had those ideas and it, it just was the growth factor of learning new things. So my personal growth is definitely those positive friends and the projects that we take on. I love that. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's definitely the people in my life who I look up to. I feel like um, I kind of peer pressure isn't always bad. So sometimes when people in your life are doing well and doing cool things, it inspires you to do well and do cool things too. I think it's like the best way to be. Um, But then one of the other things that I did when I was in college. And then I recently just redid this this year to kind of just like figure out, you know, stages of life, what I need to focus on. There's a book called the seven habits of highly effective people. I'm actually looking at it on my bookshelf right now. And someone recommended it to me in college. I loved it. I felt like it totally helped me map out and chart, like what I wanted to focus on in terms of personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my experience is so different rereading it and remapping that out because I'm older now. Um, and it's kind of cool because all my notes are in that book. I kind of like wrote all over the margin so I can kind of see where I was then versus where I am now. And it's, it's very cool. I highly recommend it. It's a little bit of an eye opener. So good one. It's very cool. It is a good book. I actually read it. I think I was in high school when I read it, I would be definitely, have some different ideas reading it now more than 10 years later for Mm -hmm. sure 
reading it's it again cool. and yeah. having the book that had the notes in it. What a great, great idea. It's great. So for me, um, it's meditation. Um, I do enjoy meditating and thinking to myself, like, what are my, my goals? What are my goals for my family? What are, um, and having like a, a lead meditation where I sit there and I listen to somebody who's leading it and going through those questions. Um, it really helps me center myself and, and focus on, um, what I want for my own personal growth to be. And just hearing somebody asks those, ask those guided questions helps me focus my mind on actually thinking about it all the way through versus just going through the day and not ever spending time thinking about it. And just going through the motions of, okay, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and repeat. If I do a meditation, then it forces me to slow down and think about, I don't want every day to just keep happening. I need the days to grow towards something. Yeah. That's a, a good way to fit in finding the inspiration, like mm -hmm. making that time to, to sit down and do it. Yeah. yeah, that's very purposeful. I like that. Really nice. Well, this kind of ties into meditation, Stephanie. The next one is um, where do we find our inspiration for anti-anxiety? So I feel like that is also like a mind stilling thing that helps with that. Mm -hmm. So Brianna. <laughs> Well, I don't know where I get inspiration for this. I, I have a background in mental health counseling, so I could tell you all of the um, like techniques for anti-anxiety, um, including like a list of medications if anyone's interested. Um, so like I, I kind of have my own inspiration from my own previous knowledge. Um, there's actually a lot of... Um, phone apps that are so good for coming up with new techniques, helping people in the moment. Um, I, I like doing research on those things because I feel like everybody, especially now more than ever, has some form of anxiety or depression or both. Um, and I, people, at least like around me, like my friends, um, my coworkers, they're, they're more apt to talk about what's making them anxious. Um, so, you know, for me, knowing ways where people could find some anti-anxiety, calming, meditative, whatever techniques, um, that's, I, I, I don't know. I just like to have a list, a running list of knowledge about that. So I don't know. What, in, what inspires you for anti-anxiety? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, as much as I think we are very, we are a very positive group. I think that we are very positive people here, but I am realizing that, you know, again, in this weary world that we're kind of living within right now with just things that happen, there's, I think almost every single person has some anxiety out there. And if the person that you say that tells you that they have none, you're kind of like, really? I mean, do you know what's going on? <laughs> What are you missing? But uh, but I think it's it's learning how to find some things like you said, Brianna, that give you take away the anxiety, manage the anxiety. So for mine, it is it is definitely yoga. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness gracious! And it goes a bit like what you were saying, Stephanie, with the guided questions. I find that the guided words that I'm focusing so much on those that it just. Um, 
doesn't let my mind wander into what's happening on the TV or in the paper or whatever. Just it, it really helps. So I do find that my yoga is huge. And then speaking of books, I've started to read some meditation books again, which really I read them a while ago, but part of it was the inspiration of our guest speaker next week. She mentioned an author and I was like, wait a second, I have one of those books. And it is The Language of Letting Go with Melody oh, Beatty. I've heard of that. Is it good? It's just, yes, it is. It's um, it's a codependency book, but codependency is many different things. It's, 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 it could be, you know, it's, it's understanding what is codependency, but she does a daily meditation and it's just enough to make you reflect a little bit. Um, it's that guided thought process there where you go, oh my goodness. And one of the big ones for me right now is stay in the moment. Don't think about yesterday. Don't think about tomorrow. You're in the moment, just stay in the moment. And all of a sudden you just go, huh, I feel, I feel a lot better. I'm just going to think about right now. Knitting. Yeah. So anyway, yoga and my meditation books. Nice. Yeah. For me, I feel like, um, I, have had to come up with a lot of new ways to manage um, anxiety because I work from home now. So it's a very different type of lifestyle than I was living before. So I think where a lot of it stems from is, you know, I'm waking up in my workplace essentially. So I feel like the second I wake up, I have to get going. Um, and the same is true at the end of my workday. I find it really hard to wind down and stop thinking about it. So I have, especially like, I want to say since the new year really made it a big point to like, give myself time to wind up and wind down. That's how I think of it. Because otherwise, I will not be able to stop thinking about it or shut it off all night long. So I in the morning, it's me with my knitting or my crocheting and my coffee. And I have until I finish my cup of coffee, I'm not allowed to think about it. I'm very rules based, like I have to give myself rules. <laughs> Um, and then at night after work, I, um, I've always done this, but now I like really make it a point. I, I hop in the shower and I can take however long of a shower I need to, but like when I'm done showering, I have to stop with work. Like the laptop gets shut down, it gets put away and we're done. So that's my new routine. It seems to be working. It's definitely helped a lot, but that's how I've kind of just finding pockets of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's such great advice, Natalie, especially for everybody who's working from home, because your home is now also your office. And it's so hard to differentiate between home life and work life even more now. So it's great to have your own mental way and physical way of saying start of the day, end of the day, yeah. work life, personal life. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, obviously meditation and then um, yoga and working out, it used to be running. That was my big um, anti-anxiety would be I would go for a run. And when I would go on that run, it would be like I was running away, but I wasn't physically running away, but like I'm running, I'm running away from the problem. And I'm like, as I would be running, I would be working out everything in my head. And I never listened to music on my runs um, also because I'm an anxious person and I, if there's other footsteps behind me, I wanted to be able to hear them yeah. because I have a lot of anxiety. Um, 
but also because I didn't want to listen to the music and get caught up in the music, I wanted to work out anything that I had that was making me anxious. And if I had music playing, then I wasn't focusing on what I wanted to work through. And if it was, it was just motivating me to just get that run in and just and work hard at it. And then by the time I would be done my run, I would feel just so much better. Um, but with having a baby last year, the running just never really came back through, but we're hoping now that he's won, um, that we can get that back in. So this past year, instead of going for runs, it's been just trying to find like high intensity workouts and yoga and focusing on, um, 30 minutes to myself a couple of times a week, because I don't get a lot of alone time. I wake up with the kids. I go to bed with the kids. I'm always home with the kids, um, which I love. And that's a fabulous, fabulous lifestyle for me. Um, but the anxiety is if I'm only ever taking care of somebody else, I have to find a time to take care of myself. And for me, it's that's, that's when I feel that anxiety and I feel that workout all at the same time for like 30 minutes, a couple of times a week. Yeah. That's so important. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you enjoy spending time with other people or taking care of other people, whether they be, you know, kids, your partner, or like, you know, friends and family, you still need to take time for yourself and mm-hmm. whatever you enjoy doing that. Yeah. Perfect. There's this, um, I forget who said it, but I remember hearing this once and I, it's always stuck with me that kind of goes back to what you were just saying, Brianna, about how, if you're going to be there for someone in a relationship or a friendship or anything, you need to be able to show up as like your best self every day to the relationship. So if you're not taking care of yourself and you're only taking care of others, you're Mm -hmm. not showing up. So I think that's, really good I I always think about that anytime like I feel like I could do better I'm always like I need to I need to show up today so it's a good one exercise and Stephanie you're just like predicting the future here because the next one is how do you find inspiration to exercise (laughs) god uh with the last two years has been an absolute crapshoot with exercise but um I actually found my my dog really helps me out because I know like I have to take her out for a walk so kind of like we just talked about before walking the dog twice a day has become my routine it's like how I wind up and how I wind down before and after work um it, it gets it gets my blood pumping before work whereas like you know a, a month ago even I I didn't take the dog out before work in the morning. I would just like let her outside do her thing while I rushed to get ready. And I was just in this like tunnel and like fog all the way to work. And then the first like two hours of work, I was just like trying to get myself together and not really being productive. And now even with like a five minute once around the block walk with my dog, I'm getting exercise in, my blood is flowing, my brain is turning. And by the time I get to work, I'm ready to go caffeinated. It's been game changing. Um, But I think that's really my biggest form of inspiration right now is my animals, um, because I know I I have to do it for them. um, So it makes me do it myself. You know, as you've mentioned that too, Brent, I've always loved walking Wheezy. Um, 
And uh, I, but it's, it's reminding me, and so Stephanie, it's, it's ties into your comment too, of you don't listen to music when you are in that run, you know, the anti-anxiety, the run, because you need to process information in your head. I always feel like that when I walk wheezy, I'm pretty sure we could just about solve all the problems of the world, her and I, because I, I'm, it's just her and I, and if I'm talking to anybody, it's her. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. All the problems of the world. We have all the answers. <laughs> so it is, it's a neat time to process a lot of information and either gear up or gear down. So for me, my inspiration for exercise is friends. I do love to walk with friends. It, you know, it's wonderful. Um, I, the weather is my inspiration too. So if the weather is looking really great, I, I will live outside. I will live outside. Um, sometimes I want it to rain because my legs are tired of walking. I just <laughs> want to be outside. The weather makes me want to be there. And the other thing that I am enjoying, and this really has to do again, because the schedule of retirement allows you to do this adventures. So, um, most of my social things have been walking dates with friends and a lot of it has been walking at different places not walking at the same place every time to the point that yesterday i met two friends and we walked through um we were on the kinwood walking trail or whatever kinwood heritage trail and we went off into the cemetery by it and it was amazing i would never have done it by myself but it was an adventure with friends and it was great so my inspiration is kind of having a little adventure on this to get some exercise in. Yeah, that's a great one. Cemetery walks are actually pretty good sometimes. It's like a very quiet place to think. And they're always off of hiking trails, I feel like. And it's just a good place to get perspective. It really is. And to read names and, and look at dates and the... Yeah. Um, we were really fascinated with this cemetery. First of all, there's a lot of mausoleums. So it's like a little village of mausoleums. We were talking about what it must be like there at nighttime. Do all the people come out and meet up at the corner? But um, <laughs> respectfully so, just you're dreaming about it. But there was some amazing, beautiful stonework on these headstones to the point that one of them looked like it was an actual palm leaf. We had to walk over to it and it was not, it was a sculpted palm leaf. It wasn't real. It was really amazing. Wow. So beautiful um, stonework there. All right. That's my inspiration for exercise. Well, my current inspiration for exercise is the fact that I have to wear a wedding dress in a little <laughs> under two years. <laughs> so... That's been my current inspiration, but I feel like I, I've tried really hard to make it more of a routine for myself because um, I think it really helps with just managing stress mm -hmm. in your life. Um, and as much as I hate, I actually really hate working out. It makes me so angry how good the endorphins feel when you're done. Like sometimes I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, this isn't even fair. I wish it just felt awful. You know, it would be so much easier to justify not doing it if it just felt terrible. Yeah. But it's like also one of the best things ever. So it's hard to discount it. Yeah. <laughs> so I am obsessed with working out. And I did it a lot more before I had kids and I had more free time. Um, when I would finish work, I would 
go and do like two classes at the Y before I would even come home. Mm-hmm. I was that like that person. So clearly things had to change when I had children because you can't spend that much time at the Y. Um, and so I have an app on my phone. And so I follow different programs of theirs and then it's on demand as well. So then I don't have to think about it. I just click it and do it. And then it's, it's in and out and I'm, I'm done with it. Um, my husband is also really into working out as well. He sets his alarm for 515. I don't do that. I need sleep. So, um, but the two of us, we are both like, we support each other to do it. So he gets up early, which means that if the kids are both up early, it's just me with them. And that's okay because he needs that alone time. So we support each other to work out. um, And we go for family hikes and family walks on the weekends with the children. And I specifically remember when I had my daughter and she was, you know, under six months old and we were pushing her. And I said to her, um, I will always work out to tell you how healthy it is for you and not to lose weight. And that's never been my thing. I don't work out to lose weight. I work out to feel good about myself. I work out because I enjoy working out and we make it a point to never talk about, um, eating unhealthy or, you know, overweight, underweight. We don't, we don't ever talk about that. We just always go on family walks together and we talk about, how working out is good for your body and good for you. Um, because I mean, we're all females here. We all know the lifestyle that you grow up in and, and everything that's put out in social media. So I, it's a personal inspiration of mine as my daughter to tell her that working out is just good for you um, more than anything. It's so beautiful to do it for the right reasons too. Mm-hmm. Because it is healthy for your mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. to just get that workout in, but people can take it a little bit too far and you can do it to become obsessed with losing those last five pounds or getting the shape that you exactly want. And that's never it for my husband or for myself. We just do it to be healthy for our family and for ourselves. Yeah. But I love it. I'm, yes. I'm that person who, if I have 20 minutes, mm-hmm. the thing that I'm going to do is not clean the house. I'm going to go downstairs and work out. Like that's, that's who I am. I need to come to your house when you're doing this stuff. I need that in my life. I I have such a hard time finding time to do that. You should get this app because then you don't have to think about it and you just click it and then you're like 30 minutes, 30 minutes and you can do it. You don't have to plan it. You don't have to think about it. You just go in, you follow what they tell you to do and then you're done. I like it. Can you know that is worth it for the endorphins, as you mentioned, you know, Natalie, mm-hmm. it's funny. Yeah. You just go, Oh, I just don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing this. And then 20 minutes into you're like, this is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know who said this to me. Um, but the whole thing with, um, uh, yoga, I love yoga, but I will say sometimes I have to push myself a little harder to go, get out the door, go do the yoga class. Nobody has ever said, I wish I didn't do that yoga session. You always live there going, God, that felt great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Never regret a workout. It's no. a saying, never regret a workout. Yeah. I always think about whenever anyone says the word endorphins, I always think about Legally Blonde when she's like, working out gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people don't kill their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. So true. Very wise words. Um, of Elle Woods. All right. Um, this next one 
before we can kind of spitball ideas of our own is where do we get our inspiration for our style? Literally nowhere. <laughs> I have no style. Everything I own is just anything that fits and that I personally just happen to like that day that I bought it. I don't like at one point I thought I was like super into like big floral patterns and now I really don't like that. Um, there was a long time in my life where all I wore was black. Um, and now that's not the case, but I, you know, I do like black every now and then it's, it's a, you know, I don't know. I feel like my closet is a dumpster (laughs) of all of like the lost things that people don't want, but I like them. So it's fine. But I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Like with finding style inspiration because whatever is in fashion I tend to just not like anyway so I just find my own style I make I make it up <laughs> so you know Brianna I, I've kind of right there with you I um, I I do not have a style either and style changes I think that's what's really cool I'm not you know I'm not married to anything in particular style changes um my probably my best fashion style influencers have been hand-me-downs and kind of to that point like I love hand-me-downs I always think if you who I like as a friend loved it enough to buy it and wear it for a while and you're passing it to me I think I'm gonna like it too (laughs) so I I have to say that you know I'm a hand-me-down kind of girl um but I will say too that with um my new lifestyle of retirement I just did this the other day I went to the store, a department store, and I walked around. I needed a new yoga top. And I thought, just walk through here, just try to absorb this. And so I did walk through. And I think that could be something that I do in the future. If I really felt like I needed to put something together, that wasn't something that I've inherited that I love in my own closet. I mean, I inherited from so many different people. I can't even tell you, but I love it. Everything from my nephews to my friends, I inherit clothing. Um, but I do think sometimes for me, it might be starting to be walking around a store, which actually feels really refreshing. So yeah. those are my style inspirations. Yeah, I feel like I get a lot of inspiration from walking around stores too. But I think some of my favorite, like if I'm like trying to figure out an outfit for something with stuff I have in my closet, I just Google like, outfits on well not google i put it in the search bar of pinterest like outfits for brunch and like i'll look at what comes up and then i'll try and see what i have in my closet that kind of is similar and i'll piece it together that way or like i don't know i'll just scroll through i'm a sucker for buzzfeed articles where it's like 53 (laughs) things you need in your life and i will look at every single one but you find some good deals and some good things like on like weird sites that you never would have thought to look at. So I, I love those too. And then, um, I mean, I work with like clothes all day, so I kind of get a read on like what's coming up and what's going to be hot in the streets. So yeah, one of my favorite things right now is like this kind of ballet-ish like athleisure trend that's going on with like, like tights with like, like higher socks and like layering up top. It's very like ballerina-esque it's very cool interesting so that sounds really pretty and not me I mean I, I would love that to be me my my style is 
mom bun, like messy mom bun every single day. There is no style going on here. There is um, like $10 leggings from Aerie probably. And that is, that is it. And um, so I also watch my, my niece a couple of days a week. And so she's, she's a little baby. Um, and so between the niece, the toddler and the little girl and myself, I always have, oh, and the dog, I always have some kind of spit poop, something going on, on me. And I, I kid you not, my niece pooped on me just a couple of weeks ago. So, um, there's no style here because if I were to actually spend money on clothes at the stage in my life and then wear them during the week and get all of that on it, I would actually be upset. But yeah. right now, like these, like whatever kind of clothes, if they get spit up on food stains, who knows what else on them as I'm playing in the dirt with the kids, I don't really care. Um, so there's no style. There's no inspiration. Nobody look at me. Nobody look at my Instagram. There is zero inspiration going on in terms of clothing. Um, but if I were to have inspiration, if I had a reason, and I do know there's, I should put on like some effort for myself, for my family, for my life. I get that. I get all that. Just doesn't make any sense where I am right now. But if I were there is somebody that I used to, um, I do follow on Instagram. Um, she was a boutique owner down in Middletown, Delaware. She just recently got rid of her boots boutique um, just like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, and she's doing still with clothing, but something a little bit different. And she's um, more than Nicole J, if you want to look her up, because she does offer sometimes free classes on how to go through your closet like how, and I actually did listen to that one time. And then I reminded myself that I'm probably going to have blueberry stains on my clothes tomorrow. So, um, but she goes through how to like, look at your closet, think about stop saving that special outfit for the next special occasion and just wear it now because it makes you feel good. And if it makes you feel good, then stop saving it, just wear it, you know, don't say that, oh, that person's going to see me in that same outfit three times in a row. They're going to see you in the leggings and this oversized sweatshirt three times in a row and never the outfit that you like because you're saving it for something else. So she does a lot of um, like mental health along with clothing at the same time to make your clothing actually make you feel good about yourself. And um, her, the reason she closed down her boutique was to go forward with more mental health on it. Um, but the free workshop on the, how to clean out your closet was a really cool one to listen to. And then she suggested Natalie kind of off of your idea, going on to Pinterest and creating a Pinterest board of your clothing inspirations and pin just a bunch of stuff and then go back and look at it. And that's what you like. Um, and then to start to rebuild your closet that way. But again, not me not my life, but if anybody else that's listening would like to be that person, <laughs> there you go. There's some inspiration, just not me. I will be over here with my hair up in a mom bun trying to get blueberry stains out of my t-shirts. You know, <laughs> to that point, um, 
people my age, like we panic when we're invited to parties now because we don't have those kinds of clothes. It's like, oh my God, what are we going to wear to this bridal shower or whatnot? Um, because we don't have those kinds of clothes anymore. And so the Pinterest idea, I love that, Natalie and, and Stephanie too. And then Stephanie, when you were just mentioning that this, this would not be fashion, but this is um, things that we have in our home. People my age tend to start downsizing. Mm-hmm. So when they're downsizing, you know, they're moving to someplace new and, you know, perhaps doing some redecorating. And one of my friends was moving and she was considering buying new everyday dishes for her new, the kitchen that would be new to her with a little redecorating. And then she realized she has a beautiful set of china that she's not used nearly as much as she should have in her lifetime. Her china is her everyday dishware. No, it's her. And yeah. Her We're not. Love that. Not family, but yeah. And I just think that is so cool. Use it. Enjoy it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep it in the box, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I love that. That's a really good yeah. way to live. And I think too, what's cool is, and Stephanie, this goes back to what you're saying, especially with clothing, like things, it's, it's okay to collect things. I feel like we're always told like, it's bad to collect things and like use things the way you want to use them. Like you have to do it a certain way because of how you're perceived. But like, I feel like clothing, especially because you have to wear it all day long and like if it's clingy or if it doesn't fit right, or if it's just not a good experience and you feel like you need to hang on to it for like, because you bought it. Like I, I am a huge supporter of just like, get rid of it. Like it's mm-hmm. fun. If you donate it or give it to a friend, it will find someone that that works for, but it did not work for me. And I don't need to look a certain way because like my situation doesn't like, I work from home. I, I'm in a hoodie and sweatpants like 99% of the time now. And I don't need to buy new, new slacks like for work. Cause I'm not going into the office. So I don't know. Clothing serves us, not the other way around. <laughs> I agree. I like that saying. Yep. That's good. I like that. That's good. It's, it's a, it's my little mantra for the day. Yeah, clothing serves us. There we go. Like it. All right, guys. Well, that was all of our uh, inspiration topics. Are there any other ones that you think we should think about? Do you think we're ready for a little wrap up? I think so. Let's do it. All right. Well, I think we should start with old news because we missed last. So last week's episode, we went through what we liked about each season, what we didn't like about each season, what we knit in each season. And we did all of it perfectly, except for one. Um, we forgot to say what we don't like about fall. So I feel like maybe we should go around and give the people what we don't like about fall. <laughs> Mine's a quick answer. Go, Brad, you go first. I don't like fake summer in fall. That like one, two days where it's like just super hot in fall. It ruins the, su- the season. <laughs> okay. And I don't like breaking leaves. I'm just going to say it. I, it's like you can break them every day. It's like dust, they just keep falling from the sky. I don't like breaking leaves. How do you like shoveling snow and you don't like breaking leaves? It's a different You get it, Natalie, see? It doesn't make any sense to me, you guys. Um, mine is when my hair smells like campfire. I don't care if my clothes smell like camp- campfire, but I hate when my hair smells like campfire. <laughs> All right. All right, mine is that it leads into winter. I'm okay with fall. I'm actually wonderful with fall, but then comes winter. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. All right. So that's old news. 
I'm glad we were able to, to clear that up. Yes, um, thank you. <laughs> next, we can share any news we have or any sneak peeks for next week that we have. Um, Want to whisper our next week's uh, topic? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to do it? I can do it. Yeah, go for it. I'll be the MC. Okay. So next week's topic, we're actually going to have a surprise guest. Um, and next week's topic will be what's something I've learned recently that has improved my life. Tune in. Yeah. With our surprise guest. Our surprise guest. Mm -hmm. All right, ladies, are we ready to wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So if you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so more people can find us. And don't forget to follow up on Instagram. So hopefully you've finished your drink by now because it's time for us to bind off. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.